Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, they say that we don't choose our life, we choose our habits which chooses our life. So it seems we need to be extra thoughtful about the habits we choose. In today's episode, we talk about a habit that takes the same amount of time as brushing our teeth, except it has far more profound effects on our life. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. It is great to be with you this morning or this afternoon or this evening or whenever it is that you are walking and listening to this podcast. So we start by paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. That is mindfulness, the classic definition. So just feel your feet on the ground. to see if you can let go of thinking and planning and all of the other things you were doing before you started. Just let that be and arrive in this moment. And it helps to feel our body sensations because they only exist in the moment as opposed to thinking which can happen or exist in the future or in the past. So just feel your feet on the ground. And feel your belly rise and fall. And if your mind wanders, which it will, just let go of that or let that thought be and come back to our focus of attention. And know that every time we go through that cycle of paying attention to our breath or our body and the mind wanders and we notice it, that it wanders and we bring back our focus of attention to our body or our breath, that cycle we now know is what builds neural pathways in our brain. So it's a good thing when our mind wanders. So just feel this belly rise and fall. 
belly rising and falling. I'll move to your buttocks area and just notice any physical sensations present. Belly rise and fall and feel your legs. Just whatever sensations are present. Belly rise and fall and feel your torso. And whatever sensations are present. I feel some slightly unpleasant Sensations in my mid-back reminds me to sit up straight. Belly rise and fall and feel any sensations in your hands. Belly rise and fall and feel any sensations in your head and neck. Belly rise and fall and feel your eyes. Now just stand tall, look around, feel grateful. The more we practice the more we are able to do more difficult things, enter into that last 8% zone where we're more able to have those tough conversations, make those difficult decisions, meaningfully connect to the important people around us and not avoid those moments. And the more we can do that, the more that we can have the impact we want to have on the world. This is the how of leadership whether you're in a formal leadership role or not. And it is what helps us build the courage to be uncomfortable, the courage to fail, the courage to be vulnerable, the courage to speak up, the courage to be exceptional. So just feel your whole body now from head to toe and just soften the hands Relax the heart. It is great to be with you today. So let's move to our idea of the day. You want to be exceptional at everything you do. Okay, maybe not everything, but most of the important things you do, the important roles and important responsibilities in your life, whether you're a manager or leader, or a contributor on a team, or a parent, or a teacher, or a partner. You want to be exceptional at it. You want to have an impact on people. You realize life is short, and so you want to make the most out of this life. But you struggle. You find that you sometimes get overwhelmed with so much to do in so little time, or dealing with difficult people, or Managing so much change, disruptive change. And you've come to realize that if you're not able to manage these things that you struggle with, that there's a lot at stake. 
it can eat away at your effectiveness and your ability to stay focused on the important things. It can cause you to get overwhelmed with emotions and become less resilient. It can cause you to show up less as you would like. And this, of course, comes with its own consequences on the people around you. Maybe they won't feel as connected to you or as trusting of you. Maybe they will be less willing to take risks on new ideas or new ways of doing things. Maybe it'll contribute to them feeling stuck and the team or the group feeling stuck. And of course, it's harder to do great work, harder to bring new ideas out, change, innovation. These things happen far too slowly, if at all. So in order for you to show up as your best self, to be exceptional, what you need is a habit that will develop those important traits. And for today, this habit has everything to do with helping you develop your brain and your mind so you can stay sharp and focused and able to deal with these significant challenges. So what might that habit be? First, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. A question for you before we dig into this habit. Do you think that when human beings first evolved on this planet, we brushed our teeth? <laughs> You're probably thinking, is this a trick question, JP? No, not a trick question. But the answer is that modern day brushing of teeth as a regular habit became prevalent in Europe somewhere around the end of the 17th century. In the U.S. it was much later, although toothbrushes were available at the end of the 19th century. The practice, the habit of tooth brushing did not become widespread until after the Second World War when soldiers came back and continued the to brush your teeth that had been required of them uh, during military service. So we didn't start brushing our teeth from the start of our history on this earth. And so our teeth became cavity filled and rotten. We didn't know any better. In other words, it was not part of our genome. Yet today, today, I'm sure that you brush your teeth at least a couple of times a day. And if you are not, then we have other things to talk about. But we have reached a time and place where people brush their teeth because they realize we need to take care of our physical teeth. And so we developed a habit to do that. Well, I think we're now at a time and place where we need to think of our mental health and hygiene the same way we think about our teeth and oral or physical hygiene. So, when you think about it, we've come to this recognition we need to brush our teeth every day. In fact, we wouldn't start our date. You wouldn't go and meet people and have a meeting without brushing your teeth. And by the way, I can remember, this sounds gross, I remember there was a time um, where I was doing a program, a keynote, and 
for whatever reason, I got a little late to go do the AV check, which is like an hour before the program. And I was, I think it was ironing my shirt. And normally I do that night before, but for whatever reason I did the morning of, and I kind of, you know, wanted to hustle down and make sure I was there on time, like five minutes early. Well, I got there and I realized, oh my gosh, I've not brushed my teeth. And I got to tell you, they probably thought I was not that friendly because I just kind of stayed at a distance from people. And I was so aware that I had not brushed my teeth, more for the breath, but still, my point is that we would not leave our room, our house, without brushing our teeth. That's where we're at right now. So why wouldn't we do the same thing for our brain, for our mind? Surely our mental well-being and nourishing and keeping our mind and brain is as important as our teeth. I mean, no, let's call it, it's way more important. It's not even close. Our brain, our mind is at the center of our performance, of our happiness, of our ability to connect to people, of our ability to do difficult things. It's at the center of everything we do. So, of course, it's more important than brushing our teeth. So what habit can we develop that can help nourish our brain, help build our mind, that takes the same amount of time that it takes to brush our teeth? That's the question of this episode. And you probably, if you're a longtime listener of this episode, you will know the answer is obvious. It's about doing and committing to a daily mindfulness practice. Now, whether it's through this podcast or some of the other resources out there, it doesn't matter. But doing all of the things that we do in a mindfulness practice can have a profound impact on our life, right? Bringing ourselves, when we practice and we bring ourselves back to the present, instead of spinning into fear-based storytelling or fantasy of what might happen in a challenging relationship or with some change we are faced with, right? Our practice And just to be clear for those who are new, we don't practice mindfulness, watching our breath, our body, and all the other things we do to calm our mind, to feel peace. That's not, that might be an outcome. That's not the point. The point is we want to bring ourselves back to the present instead of spinning off into these fear-based storytelling or fantasy about the challenges we're facing. Practicing mindfulness is about learning to stop our mind from jumping to blaming or worry. It's about stopping and paying attention to our body and our breath and seeing maybe for the first time how our mind wanders and building insight that comes from that, that we are not our thoughts and that we are not at the mercy of the thinking that we can get hooked by. This is mental hygiene for our brain, for our mind. And the thing is, the more we practice and see our mind for what it is, We build skills so we can manage the things that overwhelm us. The too much to do and so little time, the dealing with difficult people, the managing so much disruptive change. This is what allows us to be more effective in the moment, more courageous in the moment, more able to enter into that last eight percent zone in order to receive all of its benefits, new ideas, new ways of doing things, better relationships, because we're 
having these tougher conversations, making these decisions. And this is what can differentiate our career. It can change our life. Lao Tzu said, mastering others is strength. Mastering oneself is true power. The thing is, though, you only get these benefits, not if you just read about it, but you've got to practice. And the great news is that it only needs to be the same amount of time that you brush your teeth, really. That's what we know from new research. Your brain only changes, you only get the positive cellular and neurological shifts of neuroplasticity, right? The brain's ability to respond and be shaped by experience if we engage in the practice. Now look, it doesn't have to be for hours or weeks. Although the more you do it, the better you will shape your brain. Let's be clear about that. But you don't have to do it for hours a day. You can do it for the same amount of time as brushing your teeth. And you get these profound neurological changes in your brain. And we become a different person. We are less driven by fear and worry and the story and the drama that can hook us and that we regularly experience as a human being. No, you're not flawed because your mind goes off and you awfulize about something that's going to happen, giving a speech or having a tough, difficult meeting with someone starting a new job, all of these things. No, when we build these habits, we see we are not our thoughts. All of a sudden, we are more in control of our life. And now we can show up more as that exceptional self. We can have that impact on the important people around us. We can step in where it's, nor, you know, where a lot of people don't want to go into last 8%. And that's where we get so much for our careers, our teams, our organizations. And just by spending the same amount of time on our brain and mind as we do our teeth. How incredible is that? Mahatma Gandhi said, an ounce of practice is worth more than tons of preaching. So let's move to our three by three. Mindfully. Three breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. You know you just affected your brain by those three breaths. Now let's move to gratitude. I want you to think about somebody who was struggling. I want you to tell it, I want you to tune into this story, this gratitude story. I want you to be open to receiving gratitude. It's based on the best science we have of gratitude. Think of someone you know who is struggling with something. It's part one. Part two, you stepped in and did something that they really appreciated. That's part two. Part three, it really made them feel something, emotions. It had a real impact. And they felt gratitude towards you. It's part three. So just feel that gratitude now. of you stepping up and really helping someone, supporting someone, and they felt deep gratitude for you. Receive that gratitude. We know that turns on approach path.
pathways in the brain. Go to the gratitude series to learn more about this. All right, now let's go to goals. What do you want to get done today? What are the big rocks? What would make this day a really productive day? Just get it in your mind right now. Fantastic. Now, let's bring this energy and this focus and this momentum into the day. Let's stand tall, look around, feel grateful. And let's think about, okay, time to bring in this energy I've just taken from this podcast and this 18, 20 minutes of focus time. Now let's bring that into the day. Let's create a great day. I want to read a a quote from Neil Peart. He is a musician, if you didn't know, a Canadian musician. And... I love this quote because it speaks to what happens when we're around other people who are practicing and who are being exceptional, how it can really inspire us. I've heard the stories, he said, like Eric Clapton said he wanted to burn his guitar when he heard Jimi Hendrix play. I never understood that. Because when I went and I saw a great drummer or heard one, all I wanted to do was practice. All I ever wanted to do was practice. So let's practice, friends. Doesn't have to be for a long time, but let's practice every day. Let's neuroarchitect this brain. Let's become last eight percenters. Let's become that courageous person that we know we are. Let's have that impact that we want to have on the world. Have a wonderful day.